0: Welcome to the Urban to Country podcast, a collection of inspiring and edifying conversations with amazing people. Our conversations cover everything from hunting and conservation, to mindful living, to how to be a good human, basically all the good stuff. everyone, welcome back to the Urban to Country podcast. We are here at the Bozeman Conservation Convention and just listened to Randy Newberg give an awesome uh, opening uh, speech. It was very inspiring and uh, hopefully you'll be able to go listen to it soon. I think they're going to put the recording out through 2% for Conservation. I'm here with another inspiring person. Uh, We were on a panel together, and I'm gonna let her introduce uh, herself to you guys, and uh, we're gonna talk about a badass film. So, Sam, welcome to the podcast, (laughs) and why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Yeah, my name is Sam Dwinell, and I'm a research scientist with the Hobbs School of Environment and Natural Resources at the University of Wyoming. And uh, within the Hobbs School, I, I work in the Monteith shop, so I work with researchers focused on on ungulate ecology and and how ungulates are are connected nutritionally to the landscapes they they rely on um, so we study everything from mule deer to elk to bighorn sheep uh, moose pretty much fits a large herbivore in Wyoming um, where we've got some research on it uh, but yeah i so I'm a I'm a scientist, I'm a researcher, but I have somehow become a part-time filmmaker. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I'm working on a project called Dear 139 and and the the film is the story of myself and some some really badass women friends of mine. Uh it follows us as we hiked and pack packraft the migration route of one of my study animals uh, mule deer 139 um, and so the the original motivation for this film project was well honestly r- truly originally I just as a scientist I like to get get my hands dirty I like to you know I, I regard myself as like a field researcher I'm I spend a lot of time in the field and it's really meaningful for me to have a firsthand experience of of what the animals are, what the animals are experiencing. And with that, you know, I can, it helps, helps, you know, unveil some, some mysteries, but also helps formulate new questions, you know, with just observations I see in the field. How can I take that and help it improve the research that we're doing uh, with our group? Anyway, so I wanted to follow this migration route for selfish reasons. Um, She undergoes, like most mule deer, undergoes a really incredible journey every spring, starting from pretty dry sage step habitats, and and moves across, uh, you know, over swimming multiple rivers, uh, traversing over snow covered mountain passes, all to you know to reach her summer range, which is eighty five ish miles away up in an alpine like just below an alpine cirque area in the the salt range of of wyoming so the salt range and wyoming range kind of parallel each other in the um northwestern part of the the state gotcha um anyways it seemed like that migration route um was particularly formidable and very tempting yeah, <laughs> to follow. For sure. No, no <laughs> joke. Yeah, and so so you know like I said I wanted to follow it to you know sort of grow as a researcher and and kind of get that first hand experience, but I realized quickly in doing that if I just did it to to do it, it's sort of selfish. Like I yeah, I might I might learn some from it and I'll I you know gain some pretty valuable experience, but, but what is, that doesn't mean anything if I can't share it with people. Right. And so I realized this, it would actually be a really good opportunity to, to tell the story of not only migration, but how, how connected wildlife are with their landscape and how, how we as humans, when we're recreating in those areas are using, using those shared landscapes, how we then are connected with them. And so um, but I, we decided to, to turn this little adventure into a film, and hired a, uh, two two other uh, filmmakers. So it's, a, it's an it's all female team of, nice. of women doing it. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we hired some filmmakers to to basically help tell that story, and and um, really tell it. You know, it's a conservation story but it's also kind of an an adventure film approach is, is, you know, that's, that's deliberate. Um, not, not necessarily because like, you know, it was a great adventure, but mostly because we see that oftentimes folks that are out there recreating, skiing, mountain biking, pack rafting, they really value these wild places, but they oftentimes, lack a deeper argument for protecting it beyond just like their recreational needs and so we want to basically give them that that argument for for you know wide uh wide landscape conservation gotcha um so yeah that argument is the wildlife you know it's the argument is we want to protect these areas and conserve these areas because we want to protect the wildness of them which you know are the mule deer are the elk are the grizzly bears all those things um so yeah that's sort of that's kind of the motivation of the story and and why we're doing it
0: that's so cool we saw the trailer last night and i i turned to my wife and i said of all the films that we've seen trailers for tonight this is the one that i want to see and it was for two reasons one well, actually, it was for three. so <laughs> <laughs> the the one was, I love elevating the voice of underrepresented people in the outdoors, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, for so long, like the the women's voice in the outdoors has been severely underrepresented, and mm-hmm. so I love seeing stories like this where it's like, no, they've got such a unique perspective that they're bringing to the to the table. And to have a story like mm-hmm. and that's cool. I was gonna ask you about the filmmakers that so mm-hmm. is the five of you out mm-hmm. there doing this, like that is that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and we, we kind of we honestly wanted to have it be a all female production sort of for that exact reason. Yeah. Um, just because yeah, somehow women are still like incredibly underrepresented yeah. in in especially like well definitely in hunting culture but in adventure film culture in yeah. science even um and the reality of it is is that's not that you know when you're out there there are plenty of women out there doing those things it's just yeah. not not being you know recognized widely by a lot of media yeah um i think that we're uh, you know i think we're at a time where that is kind of changing and it is shifting, Absolutely. but it really, um, you know, we hope like films like this inspire other women to, to do, do the same thing. Cause they're out there. You yeah. know, I, I work almost in, in the research group that I'm a part of, we are almost all women. Yeah. Like, you know, 85% of our group is women. That's very cool. Yeah. So there are incredible women scientists out there and, incredible women adventurers out there and filmmakers and storytellers and everything and and there are you know incredible men male scientists and absolutely and yeah. yeah yeah and trans like everybody know, there's everybody yeah. yeah yeah exactly and so just yeah just giving you know giving a nod to to that yeah. I think is a part of it
0: well I think I think Continuing to diversify the mm-hmm. stories that we're sharing and that we're being exposed to is really important. Mm-hmm. Not just for the sake of checking a box, but because we truly will not reach our full potential and and uh, like and and have a full experience mm-hmm. and and hear all the cool stories if we only hear those stories from one segment. If we only hear it from this one tiny. Um, sample of the of the outdoor community, uh, you know, you you <laughs> yeah. go down the list of all the yeah. different people that are out there in the outdoors <laughs> having amazing adventures and doing these really cool, important, groundbreaking things. If we're not hearing from them, it's our loss. We're losing out, and and that's yeah. really sad. So yeah. I love that you guys did that. I uh I love the realness of yeah. the story. That was the other thing why I was really excited about about uh, seeing this film yeah. is I and we talked about this a little bit at breakfast that there's nothing worse than getting really excited for an outdoor film and it feels overproduced completely staged un- inauthentic mm-hmm. you know they've got their product placement you know segmented out throughout the whole film yeah that just it feels so disingenuous and I don't feel like I'm really getting the true story mm-hmm. versus your trailer which even though it was only like a minute and a half whatever it was I was so engaged in it the whole time because of how real you were and you guys are funny like <laughs> you guys cracked me up and and uh
1: it's my greatest fear I, that we think we're hilarious <laughs> and then the audience is gonna be like uh this is real though well
0: we all thought you were hilarious too yeah <laughs> but it was very relatable like you you were all out there goofing around and, and doing your your jokes and and just being yourselves and I I kept finding myself in a minute and a half thinking oh yeah like that's something me and my friends would be doing if we were out there too yeah, so I, I mean, appreciated I think, that
1: yeah well I, I appreciate that you recognize that in it because that's that is how our wilderness experiences are you know you're kind of just in your like true you're your true authentic self and right. in that environment and that's that's honestly how you have to be you know have sort of that vulnerability and that playfulness to connect to a landscape yeah. and so I think um I think that's sort of that's kind of a, a point or a theme of the film you know we're just we're not trying we're you know egos are set aside and we're just trying to learn from from the the habitats that we're we're walking through and spending time in and and yeah I, I'm, I'm I hope that the authenticity of it does <laughs> to come absolutely through,
0: so. <laughs> well and and the final thing that really made me excited to see it was kind of two parts one that that wildlife experience as part of this epic adventure there was a scene where you guys were climbing this massive uh slope up this up the side of this mountain and I was just like holy cow like that looks epic. Like, I I want to go do something like that. So I think you combine all those different elements, and it, it's going to be a really exciting film to watch, I feel like.
1: Yeah, thanks. Well, I mean, th- the reality of it is, is, like, mule deer are, are the animals bringing us on that journey. Yeah. Like, oftentimes we regard them as just sort of these mundane, like, backyard pests kind of thing. You yeah. know, roadside hazards. You know, we we sort of... We we forget, or really sometimes aren't even aware that they they are these incredible athletes, and they they undergo a lot of mule deer populations. These animals undergo these incredible migrations up and over mountains, and and you know mule deer. Some sometimes mule deer act like bighorn sheep, even yeah. you know like I've I've been a part of a um, fawn collaring effort. Uh, for for several several years, led led some field work collaring fawns in the Wyoming range, and we've literally had deer give birth on the top of peaks, like in talus on That's rocks. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, that is so just incredible. like bighorn sheep, and you would never think it, because you also have deer that give birth in you know the willows adjacent in my to backyard. an egg field. Yeah, yeah, or in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think like. That's really what we're trying to highlight with it too, is that, you know, this is, we're doing this because the deer 139 has brought us here. You know, this is, we're just trying to understand what this animal does and they do incredible things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and thank you for sharing her story with us and your story with us. And what are your friends' names that came on the, uh, Anya
1: Tyson and Tennessee Watson. Uh, and so Anya is she she runs a citizen science program for National Park Service in Glacier cool. here in Montana. And uh, Tennessee is a, a reporter and journalist for Wyoming Public Radio. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then Morgan Heim and Jamie Dittmar, the filmmakers working on it. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And where when when people want to go find out about the film, where should they go?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we have a website, deer139film.org pretty easy cool um, yeah we have our trailer on there so folks can go and check out the trailer get a little information on the film and and hopefully we'll have the film complete by August nice so, yeah that's exciting yeah 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 and are you're it-
0: gonna put it in sorry what were you going to say?
1: Oh, it's a slow process. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to put yeah. it out in
0: film festivals? How can, how are people going to be able to see it?
1: Yep. Yep. So we're submitting to film festivals. Um, we'll kind of submit to the, the standard adventure film circuit. So cool. Banff and, and mountain film. And um, we have a commitment grant with no man's land, which is a film festival nice. of Carbondale, Colorado. Um, and then it's also Nat Geo has, they funded part of it, so um, there's potential that they'll show it on some of their platforms as well.
0: That's a good group to have in your corner. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a part of a storytelling grant that they that they gave. Um, a storytelling specific to long distance migration. Nice. Yeah.
0: And you did another podcast this weekend with the Mm -hmm. Right to Roam guys. And I'm guessing you guys probably dived a little bit more into the science behind what you do for work.
1: Yeah. A lot of a lot of talk of nutritional ecology and carrying capacity and all the sciencey things with ungulate populations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I really encourage people to go listen to that if you want to find out more about what Sam does, because um, she's she is an incredible storyteller and filmmaker. But she does have a nine to five that she is amazing at as well. So if you want to hear more about her work, go listen to the Right to Rome podcast. I don't know when that one's coming out. I'm guessing it's going to come out sometime around the same time as this. We'll we'll coordinate. But yeah, so go check that one out as well. You ready for some rapid fire questions?
1: Oh, no. No, never. They, I'm not good this is, at this This is going to be the hardest, hardest thing stuff. you've ever done.
0: <laughs> All right. So oh, no. uh, let's see. Are you a pancake or a waffle person?
1: Uh, honestly, I hate to say this. Crepes, can I do that? Yeah, yeah. I don't really like we, we'll pancakes take or waffles. <laughs> so, I mean, I do, but not as, if they have real maple syrup. I can handle it, but okay. crepes. Crepes are my thing.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> would you rather go to a a big party or a small gathering of friends?
1: Um, <sighs> small gathering. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Do you watch movies i do i haven't a lot
0: have you seen the avengers movies
1: no i'm not no i'm not (laughs) i'm not an action film kind of person
0: do you have a favorite superhero
1: um oh man wolverine Nice, I mean, nice reaching way back
0: into the Marvel universe
1: yeah, <laughs> cool uh,
0: no one has gone no one has gone there. everybody's no. like all the, like the new stuff, everybody that have asked is like the uh, new superhero, so I yeah. like that that's cool. uh, do you have a mistake or a myth that you bought into and believed in that you now reject?
1: man, I don't know. Well, I guess maybe this is kind of appropriate. I grew up in a non-hunting family. Okay. Um, my grandpa hunted, but uh, he had some heart issues, so you know, by the time I was eight, he didn't really hunt anymore. Um, and for a while, I think I had I had a sort of a yeah a, a misconception of what what hunting was. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. see the like. Pornography stuff yeah. and sort of blanket like that. hunters. That yeah, good. That's a my uh, my supervisor Kevin monteith He's sort of coined pornography. So I can't take credit for it. Good job, it, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I think I had yeah. I, I sort of thought that that was the culture, but now I've been a hunter for you know almost a decade, and I know that that is not at all the case. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) Um,
1: It's only because I'm surrounded by like, you know, hunting gear companies. (laughs) I see the the backcountry hunters and anglers booth there. All those things. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're they're my people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting too. um most of the groups here they're more about the experience for sure and that's that's really refreshing to be in a room totally yeah. and
1: not you know I would say not even just the groups here I think in general hunters are about the experience you know I I mean more hunters that that you know they don't care if they don't get something as long as they got out and and had you know had that connection with the landscape and the wildlife I mean more of those than I have folks that just want to shoot everything. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the shoot everything folks are the 0. 0.001% of all hunters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like that. What is the greatest lesson you've learned from your life in the outdoors? Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. These are really intense questions. <laughs> um I mean, I I don't know if you can pinpoint like a greatest lesson. I mean, the, but there are, there are a number of things that being outdoors makes you Mm -hmm. like it humbles you. Yeah. It slows you down. It, it, you know, it makes you connect. It makes you like live in the present and, and be responsive to, to the places around you and all of the, all of those experiences that you have in the outdoors are so important to take that with you in how you interact with people and how you interact, you know, and when you're in these kind of urban environments and, you know, I hate, I hate that there's like the outdoors and there's the not outdoors, Right. you know, like we, we are all apart constantly (laughs) with the outdoors, you know, um, we're all, we're all a part of the community of, you know, these ecosystems. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that that's it. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's all I,
0: I love it. No. And that's the reason why I love asking these is because I've asked <laughs> so many people that question and nobody's given me that answer before. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Probably cause it was a terrible answer. No, it was a great answer. <laughs> that's the thing. There, there's no terrible answers because yeah. we each have a different perspective and we each mm-hmm. bring our own our own take on this experience that's life and so mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. I like asking these because um yeah everybody everybody sees it just a little bit different and yeah. so your answers equally inspiring and insightful as the person that I had on before you yeah. so yeah, yeah I really I like it
1: What's the best one you've heard?
0: I don't know if there is a best one kind of yeah. I'm going to yeah, I'm going yeah, uh, to yeah, I'm going <laughs> to play that card I'm going to cop out because and i don't say i don't say this to be um obtuse but it, it really is everybody has such a unique take on it and i learn from every single person that i ask that question to um and you probably saw me like looking and trying to figure out cuz i had there's a, a bunch of questions like that that i like yeah. to ask people mm-hmm. and it's not because uh i think it makes for great listening i hope it makes for great listening but it's more of me wanting to learn from you and yeah. so yeah. Um, when I go back and listen to this and I'm not in like interview mode, <laughs> I'm going to really like hone in on that. But it's mm-hmm. uh, it's fun. Everybody, everybody really shares something unique and personal. And I appreciate that. I appreciate You coming on and being vulnerable and and being willing to to talk to some strange dude that you've never met before. (laughs) No no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh well thank you seriously for coming on. This has been really fun. Uh people should go check out the film. What's it again?
1: Uh Deer 139. Dear 139. And so Deer139film.org. Cool. Yeah.
0: And we'll have the links to everything in the show notes, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sam, for coming on. Thank you. And until next time, safe travels. friends me again just a quick reminder that if you like this episode please rate review and subscribe on whatever platform you prefer see ya